already. I think we're going to go ahead and get started. Let folks join us as uh, as they're able to this afternoon. But um, so glad to have you back for our Winter Lunch and Learn series today. Uh, if I don't know you, my name is Melissa Mackey. I'm the director of Faith and Work Chicago. We are a ministry crew and Holy Trinity Church committed to helping the scattered church live out our faith in the context of our daily work for the good of our city, to the glory of God. We have a lot of resources on our website, uh, faithandworkchicago.com, a lot of recordings from our past Lunch and Learns, even particularly this series, um, different resources you can check out. We'd love to have you, uh, have you take a look at those as well. We've been in a series uh, for the past three weeks called Invested in the City, How Gospel Transformation Takes Root Industry by Industry. And I know I have had just an incredible time, I think, learning from the leaders of Together Chicago who work in different areas, uh, focus areas of education, economic development, gospel justice, faith community mobilization, and violence reduction, uh, all really seeking the flourishing of our city, the building up of the family. I was thinking about, uh, we had Bishop Ed Peacher last week uh, with us, and he shared a lot about his work on peacemaking that was incredible. One of the things he said was about how in the police department, there's a church of believers in, in the uh, business sector, there's a church in every industry that the Lord has embedded his church so that the church can do the right thing. And I just loved, uh, I love that message. That's what we really believe, uh, Faith and Work Chicago. Um, we want to see the, the body of believers built up and spread out across our city um, to, to act in redemptive ways to glorify the Lord in their sphere of influence. So today, I'm so thrilled have Reverend Alvin Bibbs Sr. with us uh, for our fourth session in the series. Reverend Bibbs is embedded in the legal arena. Uh, he works with gospel justice centers, which provide affordable and honorable legal advice and counsel to under-resourced and underserved individuals and families living in distressed communities throughout the city. Uh, I wanted to give a quick heads up on where we're going. It's what we, what we usually do, but Reverend Bibbs is going to share for a bit. Um, then we'll have some time for Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions, you can feel free to put those in the chat at any time. If you want to just send them to me, I can also facilitate that at the end. Uh, we'll definitely try to get to questions as we wrap up. But without further ado, I am going to turn it over to Reverend Bibbs. We'd love to have you share about yourself. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing about the work that you're involved in. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa, and all of our friends that are joining here today. Uh, for our time together. I'm really honored to be a part of this wonderful platform and ministry connected to Holy Trinity Church here in the beautiful city of Chicago. I am a native Chicagoan, uh, born and raised here and grew up in the Cabrini Green housing community on the near north side. I'm sure that those of you that are natives of Chicago are familiar with the history of that particular community. Uh, at the same time, I'm uh, the son of the of the AME Church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, one of the oldest denominations in our country as well. Um, for many years, I served with uh, a youth organization called Young Life uh, for 15 years, uh, which is a national international youth ministry organization, served on a variety of different levels within that organization. I also served as a part of the national team uh, in Colorado Springs as well. Uh, one fun highlight that you need to know about me, I served for seven seasons uh, as the chaplain to the world-famous Chicago Cubs. Yes, yes, the Chicago Cubs, seven seasons. 
uh, with that wonderful franchise. Uh, I had an opportunity to minister to these wonderful athletes and their families and umpires and visiting teams uh, there at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. I was one of those kids that literally went from standing on the outside of the ballpark, hoping one day I can get a ticket to get inside to the Bob Euchre section, to the lower mezzanine, to the box seats, to the field of dreams. And I'll never forget the first day that I stood on that field. I just had goosebumps. I still get goosebumps thinking about it at the same time. Uh, one particular uh, game, I was there at Wrigley Field before we got started. I was standing behind the bullpen with these Hall of Famers of Ryan Sandberg and Mark Gray, Sammy Sosa, and all these guys. And all of a sudden, we heard a chant in the background, hey, Scotty, hey, Scotty. And then Mark Grace turned around, looked at the fans, and he tapped me on my shoulder. And he said, hey, Reb, they're, they're calling you. I'm like, me? And then I turned around, and they said, hey, Scotty, over here. They actually thought I was Scotty Pippen of the Chicago Bulls. And so I love that ministry, love our fans here in Chicago. And I also had a wonderful chance to minister with those in the NBA and also the NFL with our Chicago Bears as well. Uh, at the same time, I served for 15 years uh, with a small storefront church in the northwest suburbs here in Chicago called Willow Creek Community Church. Hopefully some of you are smiling when I say storefront on that as well. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, opportunity of, of ministering there in, in South Barrington. I uh, had the responsibility serving on the management team and along with the senior leaders there and had the responsibility of our extension ministries, which is their compassion and justice uh, model of ministry uh, and serving leaders within uh, the city of Chicago, uh, within our rural communities and also internationally as well. Had a number of staff that served in Latin America and Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Chile, Honduras, uh, et cetera. And uh, after that run with, uh, with Willow, God tapped me on the shoulder to move out into additional ministry planes and, and launch a consulting ministry and eventually launch an organization. And I also serve as the president and CEO of, which is the Justice Journey Alliance, Leadership Foundation of Chicago. Ironically, uh, literally close around the same time where I was birthing uh, that organization, Together Chicago, uh, was in the process of birthing at the same time. Uh, uh, David Dillon and, and Pastor Michael Allen, who are the co-founders of Together Chicago, had a unique and uh, burden for our city and the crime and violence that was taking place in our city uh, back in 2016. And at that time, they were launching the ministry. Look, we can definitely use uh, your support and your expertise in ministry. Uh, will you join forces with us as well? And it's been history ever since. And so I joined the team serving uh, as their community and faith engagement officer, uh, wear a number of different hats for the organization, but I primarily camp out uh, within our area of gospel justice centers around the Chicagoland area. I am delighted and blessed to be a part of an absolutely phenomenal team of skilled practitioners that have been grinding for Jesus uh, in the city of Chicago for multiple, multiple decades. Uh, when you talk about a, a real uh, team of, of experts and giants uh, that are tackling very important issues from economic community development, violence reduction, education reform, justice ministries, faith community mobilization, 
Together Chicago is collaborating on a grand scale, doing some wonderful ministry in regards to transformation in the lives of individuals, neighborhoods, and our city overall, on every single level across Chicago. And we're delighted to have the opportunity to partner with Holy Trinity and Melissa here within this series to share a little bit about the work that we're doing with Together Chicago for such a time as this. So with that, I would like to just take a quick moment here and share a video vignette with you uh, on the work that I'm leading related to our gospel justice centers here in Chicago. Hope you have your popcorn available for the next uh, three or four minutes to check out this video on gospel justice ministry. Reverend Alvin C. Bibb Sr., I'm the Community and Faith Engagement Officer for Together Chicago, and also our Gospel Justice Centers, uh, the role that I play in launching these very exciting Gospel Justice Centers in strategic communities across the city of Chicago. On a Wednesday morning, my colleagues and I were at a community meeting, and all of a sudden, one of our leaders actually looked out the window and there was this young lady that was trying to get everybody's attention. We discovered she was on the verge of being evicted from her home with her grandchild and had no idea exactly how to address her situation. We realized that she needed some legal assistance. Well, it just so happened that particular weekend, the Jesus Word Center Gospel Justice Center doors were open to greet and serve clients. It was quite easy for us to say, look, here's some contact information. We will love to have you, and we will make sure that you have a consultation with one of our wonderful attorneys to hear and discern exactly how your need can be addressed and serve you in a very powerful way. After the interaction with the young woman, it was quite clear that a direct call into the senior pastor needed to happen. When I see Alvin's name, I always pick up because Alvin is passionate about just as he's passionate about what I'm passionate about. And so I picked up, he gave me the heads up that a young lady would be coming. And so she came and we see she was broken. We could see that a little afraid because we're strangers to her, but our team know that this is what we're here for. So we made her feel welcome and then Rosina, who's our advocate, took it to the side and began to minister to her, and then our attorney came. My interaction at that point is just, you know, hi, you know, my name is Rosina. I'm so glad you came today. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to you having a good session with the attorney, and when you're finished, you're going to come back to me, and then we're going to talk about how everything went, and then I try to make it a smooth transition to coming up and seeing the attorney. After our client met with our attorney, there was a recommendation made that she needed to have additional legal counsel outside of that particular setting. Well, in that moment, our client had a look of anxiety and concern about that because she was already facing financial crisis in regards to her potential eviction situation. And to have additional financial needs surface was just probably happens here. 
but far-reaching for her. When she came back down from the attorney, I just simply asked if I can pray with her. I asked if she happened to know the Lord Jesus as Savior. When I asked that question, she just began to cry. And so I just got up and I just hugged her because I could see that she really felt the disconnect. And I just asked, is, is that something you want to do? And she said, yes. And so we prayed together and we cried together. You could just feel the unloading of what she was carrying. It was at that moment that I realized it was even more serious than the legal matter. And that's when God blessed this entire situation with an anonymous donor to support our client that we didn't know was coming, she didn't know was coming, but God blessed this situation. She was able to not only have received this financial gift, but she was also able to spend time with additional legal counsel that was able to hear her case, go before the judge, get on the solution side, and prevent her from being evicted from her residence on the near west side of Chicago. This young lady came in broken, and you could see the brokenness. You could feel it, but she left restored. And we did the possible, and Christ did the impossible for her. This is why we're partnering with Administer Justice, because we believe in the movement and the mission of this organization. There's more clients, there's more communities, there's more cities. Our nation is in crisis. Our nation desperately needs gospel justice centers in cities all across North America. Being with Administer Justice is another level of opportunity to serve. I'm just so proud that our church does that. Amen, amen. Again, friends, as you see within that, that video vignette there, uh, the power of the gospel at work, the power of the gospel at work. We hear it in that passage coming out of Proverbs uh, 21 that, that talks about when, when justice prevails, it brings joy to the righteous. It doesn't get any sweeter than that, friends. When justice prevails, it brings joy uh, to the righteous. I'm gonna to continue to share uh, our screen here with us uh, so you can have an opportunity to just take a, a peek at uh, the work that we're doing within our gospel justice centers um, across uh, the city. And so, let me just go to the slide right here, okay. All right, can everybody see that okay? All right, amen. You love, you love when technology works, works at its best. All right. Okay, as Melissa shared, our, our vision uh, for our ministries provide affordable and honorable advice and counsel to residents living throughout the city of Chicago. We're in a unique partnership uh, with a wonderful organization. I always say my brother from another mother. Uh, his name is Bruce Strom, who's the president and founder of Administer Justice. That their headquarters is in the Elgin community here in Illinois. And we have a vision uh, collectively here together uh, to see over 300 gospel justice centers uh, birthed this year in 2022. And we're on, on track to accomplish that goal uh, currently as well. And of course, we've taken out a nice bite-sized chunk of that 
in regards to how we're going to launch gospel justice centers uh, here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, currently, we have well over 17 gospel justice centers uh, through our unique collaboration uh, with Administer Justice uh, from the north side of Chicago in the Uptown community, uh, there at Uptown Baptist Church to the northwest side to Trinity Galewood, uh, of course, in the North Roseland community, the Jesus Word Center, uh, the near west side, First Baptist Congregational Church. We're over at Grace and Peace Church uh, with our dear friend, Pastor Johnny Zayas. We're in the, the Inglewood Gage Park community uh, in that very challenging area at the Church of Good News. Uh, we're also on the far south side of Chicago in Roseland, uh, as well at Maple Park United Methodist Church. We're also in the Pilsen Little Village community, uh, partnering with the Family Life Center. That just kind of gives you a little bit of the flavor and the diversity of the ministries and churches that we're partnering with to live out this vision to provide affordable, and key terminology here, friends, honorable advice and counsel to residents in and around the Chicagoland area. I always share with, with our friends as I'm envisioning uh, senior pastors that are interested in launching potential gospel justice centers that the average uh, citizen, the average American don't know what they need to know regarding their legal rights. Amen. The average citizen don't know what they need to know regarding their legal rights. And we all know for sure, and this is a clear statement that where there's no justice, there is no peace, friends. Where there's no justice, there's no peace. There's no peace in our city. There's no peace in our communities. There's no peace within households. And there's no peace within the world. Justice, when justice is prevailing, it brings peace and comfort and security to all. And that's the beauty of our model of gospel justice centers across Chicagoland as well. And it's a beautiful partnership and watching individuals come together every Saturday morning, every Saturday morning from nine to noon, our gospel justice centers are in operation. From nine to noon, we're serving clients 45 minute consultations every Saturday morning from nine to noon at the number of different churches uh, partners that I referenced momentarily. Now, let me just share with you our overall distinctives connected to our gospel justice centers. What sets a gospel justice center apart? You may be asking yourself. First and foremost, it's Christian and biblically based. All right. It doesn't get any sweeter than that, friends. It's Christian and biblically based. All of our core values, our objectives, and everything else is bathed in scripture, and it flows out of a posture of humility and honoring God in everything that we say and everything that we attempt to be a good steward of at the same time. So it's a Christian-based model, even though we're talking about legal matters. I need the church to say amen. Even though we're talking about legal matters, this is biblically-based uh, ministry. Now, the other part of that is, it's holistic. We're, we're focused on the legal, the social, the spiritual, rooted in prayer with our clients. I'm going to go into that a little bit more in detail when I give you an example of how our ministry operation flows. So again, it's legal, it's social, and it's spiritual 
and is rooted in prayer with our clients. Number three is team-based. You know, we have uh, pro bono lawyers that are serving every Saturday morning. All right, again, they're not coming in looking at how they, they can increase their client portfolios here, friends, okay? In, in, the, in the marketplace, in the real world, that would be considered what? Headhunting, okay? Our attorneys are Christian attorneys, loving, caring, compassionate men and women of God that care very deeply about the plight of the most vulnerable in our society to provide wise legal counsel to all of our clients that walk through the doors or virtually on the screen through our gospel justice ministry, all right? In addition to that, when you think of our uh, lawyers, the one thing that we have to be really clear on that you understand about how we operate, all of our consultations are focused on civil matters, not criminally based legal issues. That's a whole nother category of operation, all right? And that's a different type of scaling, all right? And, and capacity that our model does not support. Our model is primarily focused on civil matters, okay? Child custody issues, landlord-tenant issues, employee-employee issues. I mean, anything that is civil, over 90% of the cases that go before our judges in courts are civil matters. Only about 10% are criminally based. So we're laser-focused, friends, on civil matters through our gospel justice centers. In addition to that, we have a strong neighborhood presence. All of the different ministries and churches that I identified, you know, like a new landmark Missionary Baptist Church over in the East and West Garfield Park community, all right, our desire is to serve the families and individuals in that particular demographic to meet their legal needs, okay? And so when we are identifying different locations to literally launch gospel justice centers, there is a unique, unique radius that we have carved out for that particular church setting to serve that community and the families that that represent that are dealing with very difficult uh, processes in their lives and so forth. Number five, uh, we protect clients' dignity, amen? We protect clients' dignity. You know, we're not offering free legal consultation, right? When you, when you begin to scale things based upon the free ticket, that robs an individual of their dignity in Christ and their families. And so we want to make sure that the individuals and families are doing what? Putting skin in the game. When you put skin in the game, what does that do, friends? It changes your overall posture and your behavior and how you're engaged in your consultation with your uh, wonderful Christian attorney that's providing legal counsel to you. There is a different posture when you have skin in the game. And there's also a sense of pride that you also contributed, even in the midst of your, your state of being uh, underserved, under-resourced, whatever the case may be, you're putting skin in the game and it makes a world of difference. In addition to that, friends, this model of ministry is self-sustaining. It's self-sustaining. You know, all of our churches, we actually lift them up and support them 
We're not asking any of our church partners literally to invest financial resources as a partner. Aha, uh -huh. did you hear what I just said? We're not asking any of our church partners to put skin in the game financially to launch a gospel justice center. Our model is being supported by wonderful donors in partnership with Together Chicago and Minister Justice so that we're able to really support these ministries in reaching their unique uh, you know, demographic and community with the gospel of Christ and providing legal services at the same time. And so again, when you think of, you can't go anywhere in the city of Chicago and receive legal consultation for 45 minutes for $30. You just can't. I mean, just to pick up the phone and call some of these law firms, just to have a conversation, you're doing an electronic transfer, writing a check between three to $500, and you haven't even seen an attorney yet. Amen? You haven't even seen an attorney yet. So this particular model of ministry is absolutely unprecedented and is self-sustaining at the same time. We want to make sure that all of our church partners have the capacity and the bandwidth to support a gospel justice ministry through their volunteer teams. Okay, and I'm going to get into that a little bit further uh, here in the presentation. And then lastly, it's rooted in and it's, it's led back to the local church. The local church is the hope for the world. Amen. The local church is the hope for the world. That's not going to change in this generation, past generations, or the generations to come. The local church is the hope for the world. And so through that, we're modeling our ministry and supporting families legally through this particular model. At the same time, if there's anyone, and Melissa, if you can kind of keep an eye on that for me, if anyone, you can raise your hand if you have a question in the midst of the presentation, please don't be shy. I promise I won't bite. And I'll answer that question for you expeditiously. Okay, as I mentioned before, you know, here's how our teams work uh, at all of our gospel justice centers. Number one, it's very affirming. As I've talked before, you know, what makes our centers unique is affirming, it's dignity, it's, it's self-sustaining at the same time. It's biblical, it's holistic, it's church-led. Uh, if you look down in the bottom left there on that screen, that is Victory Apostolic Church. Uh, in Matson or Matheson, depends on who you talk to in Chicago when you go out in that neighborhood. Everybody has their own unique verbiage about that neighborhood. But a wonderful ministry there that is serving uh, clients in at, at uh, Victory Apostolic Church. To the right, you see our volunteer teams. All of our teams have these volunteers serving in various capacities. All of our sites have a justice champion. The justice champion literally is the manager on call. They have a direct line of communication with the senior pastor, and they're managing uh, the team. They're providing uh, operation oversight, and they're shepherding the overall volunteers from a servant posture at the same time and just covering them with prayer, all of those kind of things. So it's those three functions that really make it work. Then we have the community advocate. The community advocate is boots on the ground, uh, making sure that we have clients actually flowing through our gospel justice centers. And so our community advocates typically build a team of volunteers around them to make sure that information 
about a particular gospel justice center at their location is being shared within that demographic. So here's how that works. They're making sure that all of their social media platforms have information regarding a gospel justice center and what particular Saturday uh, of the month they're in operation and the time and who needs that they would need to have uh, direct contact with, et cetera. And so they're making sure that they're connecting with all of the barbershops, beauticians, salons, the grocery stores, the laundromats, you know, the, the chamber of commerce. They're making sure that everyone in that community is aware that a gospel justice center is in operation every third Saturday of the month in their demographic from nine to noon. And if you have legal needs, you need to come and see us at this particular location. So again, the community advocate is responsible for getting clients on the screen, through the doors, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, we have our hospitality specialists at all of our Gospel Justice Center sites. And uh, this was pre-COVID uh, because now we have three sort of versions of how we operate. We have in-person, all right? Then we have our hybrid model, which is in-person and virtual. And then we have solely virtual. So we have three different ways that we're serving clients today. Now, let me just talk about hospitality as if we're in person. And so when we're in person, you're gonna have greeters uh, there at the church, at the doors to welcome our clients as they walk in and direct them to exactly where they're gonna be uh, sort of going through their registration process to see an attorney that particular day. You're gonna have volunteers there to make sure that they're uh, filling out their forms properly. Uh, we may have uh, some, some translation needs and things along those lines as well. So we have a variety of different volunteers that are serving. We also have a, a waiting area. Again, uh, this was pre-COVID when we were able to have coffee and, and some danishes and all of those kind of cool things as well. Uh, we also would have a child care area if clients come with their kids uh, to make sure that Everything is covered along those lines as well. So again, your typical hospitality team is at work at our Gospel Justice Center. And of course, I've stated previously the role of the attorney. And the attorney, these are pro bono attorneys serving uh, at one particular site uh, once a month uh, on a Saturday. And they are the resident attorney at that location. And so we don't have a lot of shifting around of attorneys because there's, there's the chemistry that is being established with the local volunteer team, the church ministry, et cetera. Now, one other point of reference here that's important about the attorney, we always ask the local church partner to cast a net for potential attorneys within their congregation. That just helps with overall sustainability. We want them to check and cast that net first within their congregation. Now, you can imagine with many of our urban churches, uh, we experience what is called an attorney desert. There's not many attorneys that are sitting in their pews on Sunday morning. So therefore, we create a pipeline of attorneys uh, to serve at a particular location. We do the recruiting and listing and training and all of the above. Okay, then we have our prayer champion. Uh, as our clients are there waiting to be served, uh, by one of our attorneys, we always, again, being very respectful and, and not, uh, you know, crossing the line of, of discomfort for any of our clients, but many could use prayer. 
they walk through the doors with a high level of anxiety, friends, uh, because they're concerned about their legal matters. Again, going back to what I stated earlier, they don't know what they don't know and need to know regarding their legal rights. So they come in with a high level of anxiety. They've been sitting on these issues for a very long time because they're concerned about the cost factor and all of the above. But now they've been blessed to get their questions answered for $30. So we have prayer uh, available for our clients. And I already mentioned the potential interpreters that perhaps may be needed along the way. From there, we move into our client advocate. Our client advocate basically serves a variety of different uh, roles. Uh, when we're in person, they're the last person that our clients would see after the, the consultation with the attorney. They're gonna sit there with the client, just like you saw in the video with Rosina, and they're gonna make sure that they all have an orange folder. And the orange folder is their next step playbook, all right? Based upon their consultation uh, with their attorney. I had to get a little sports jingle in there as well. That's the next step playbook, friends. It's, it's just in my DNA sports, I can't help it. So they have their next step playbook uh, along the way. And so they wanna make sure the client advocate that all of their questions have been answered. Uh, they don't have any outstanding issues. They're clear on their game plan moving forward. And now it's time for them to fill out their client satisfaction survey, which will take no more than five minutes. We wanna make sure that we get the feedback from our clients regarding their experience there as well. And then after they filled out the client survey, there's a time for prayer uh, with our client advocate. And many cases, just like you saw with Rosina in that video, many of our clients that don't know Jesus, that are far away from Christ, they have the opportunity to be introduced to our Savior, and many converging experiences happen right there in that moment. It just doesn't get any better than that, my friends. This is the Church of Christ at work through our legal ministry, and I just love it. And so, friends, as I stated before, many of our clients walk through the doors uh, with tears of anxiety and, and uncertainty, and then they leave our client, uh, uh, our, our, our gospel justice centers uh, with tears of joy on the way out. It's just a, a sweet situation there. And then next we have our client intake specialist. This is the first uh, volunteer leader that all of our clients will see to get all of their documentation uh, for the registration process, et cetera. Now, the one thing you need to know Confidentiality is at the highest level at all of our gospel justice centers. So all of our gospel justice centers have been instructed that every Saturday morning, when in person, we must have a shredder on site. So after all of the data has been inputted into our system, all documents get shredded. And the only individuals that would have access to that data are attorneys. So. When I stated earlier, a client can come and see an attorney for $30. Now, here's the other unique blessing in the process. After you have your initial consultation, you can come back to our gospel justice centers as many times as you need to and not have to pay an additional $30. Yeah, that, that, that was not 
uh, a misprint or anything. That I, what I said was factual. You can come back as many times as you need to until your legal matter gets resolved. But all of your data and information is in our system called Justice Center Online. That's our database. That's where everything is housed right there. So if Melissa is one of our attorneys and she's at one of our other sites and I can't wait to the Saturday that the, the, the center is open, I can go to another center and meet with another attorney, just make an appointment, they pull up my file and we have that consultation right there. Friends, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. Gospel Justice Centers at its best. And then of course, like within many, any other operation or ministry, you gotta have follow-up. Follow-up matters. So within a seven to 10 day time frame, someone that serves as the volunteer advocate will call Margaret, who I see on the screen here, and say, Margaret, how's your game plan going? Do you have any additional questions? All right, do you have any additional needs? How can we serve you? Are you getting closer to crossing that finish line? Well, what that means, friends, is that Margaret knows that she's not on this island all by herself. She has a back office team of support. She has the volunteer support team from the church. Margaret can get all kind of questions answered from our follow-up process. Because you know why? Every single client matters. It's just that simple. So when you look at the dream teams that make up our gospel justice centers, these are the volunteers that work diligently and faithfully every Saturday morning uh, through our centers. Now for me, as the, the overseer of all of these wonderful ministries, on a Saturday morning, I'm literally running around like a chicken with his neck cut off because I'm going from one center to the other, making sure things are up to par and making it happen. And we just have a blast together. And it's a beautiful uh, Saturday morning and part of the afternoon there as well. So that is the team dynamic. And then this year, uh, it just kind of goes into a more elaborate and detailed structure of, of the various uh, roles, responsibility of the volunteers, et cetera, uh, and helps us to understand what brings life to our gospel justice centers on a regular basis. All right, I'm paying attention to time, so I got a little bit more time here. Uh, but again, just I talked about this before. Quite simple, the attorney, help of a lawyer, client advocate, hope of God's love. And this literally just kind of covers all of the items that I talked about before in regards to the client advocate role and how they're meeting uh, the needs of the client, the attorney role, uh, et cetera. Uh, one point I, I would make here is that um, it says here, we empower clients with next steps that can take them to move forward, all right? 90 to 100% of the time, that's exactly what happens. All right, at the same time, we make sure that all of our clients understand that we're here to serve them. And we wanna make sure that they share the news with their families and friends in the community at the same time. So we always talk about the referral system. Now, if there's a legal matter that a client may have, that our attorney, again, because they're not headhunting, remember? They're not headhunting. All right, if there is a need, that goes outside of the scope of what we're there to serve, we have a referral system. All right, so we have a pipeline of Christian attorneys that are ready and able to serve our clients outside of the norm. So again, we never leave anyone hanging. 
Uh, we never leave anyone hanging. And again, we, we're just reminding them that, that we're here for you. All right, it's very, it's empowering. It's all about protection. Let's talk about this protection for a moment. At all of our Gospel Justice Center sites, we cover three very important insurances. All right, liability, all right, malpractice, all right, and premise insurance. All right, everybody wants to know that everything is being covered from a liability standpoint. And so we're investing that level of covering and protection as well. Well, it's also important for our attorneys to know that because they're representing, you know, major firms and all the liabilities associated with that, et cetera, et cetera. So we cover that 110%, amen? At the same time, everything that we do from a support standpoint, uh, it's a turnkey operation. It's a simple workflow. We have our national support center out in Elgin where there's a hotline that is ready and available at any time uh, for clients to make appointments to get answers to questions, whatever the case may be. Then we have additional attorney support and legal issues available for resources. So again, we're here from an empowering protection and support standpoint because we believe that we're in the corner to empower, you know, the vulnerable neighbors with the help of a lawyer and the hope of God's love. Okay, let's move on here. This is basically a, a 10,000 foot view of how it operates from a virtual uh, standpoint, uh, you know, with, with our clients. As I mentioned before, we have the in-person, hybrid, Hybrid meaning you have uh, the attorney and, and the justice champion online. You have a, a volunteer team at the church working, doing administrative things. But that's the hybrid version. And then you have the virtual. So again, all of our uh, host sites have a Bentley link where all of our clients can make their appointment online. Okay, less paper. You have a Bentley link. Go right to that link. It's going to pull up everything on a particular gospel justice center connected to Together Chicago. All right. So clients make the call. They schedule online, whatever the case may be. Clients receive their automatic uh, reminder about their appointment. They're going to get that electronically. Then there, we, we're going to have the client and volunteers going to launch that call. This is the virtual model, 40,000 foot. They're going to launch that call. We're going to have the client advocate is going to welcome them on the line. The attorney is going to be on the line at that time. Then the client advocate passes the baton uh, to the care and attorney. And then at that point, the client advocate drops off of that virtual experience. Again, confidentiality. All right. And so now you're in that 45 minute consultation mode with the attorney. Then after the consultation, the client advocate is given an, a signal. Now you can jump back onto the call and the client advocate takes it from there. Then at that point, the client receives survey, follow-up information, and then a follow-up phone call. This is the virtual model of client care that we have a seamless process that is working extremely fluently out in the field at all of our gospel justice centers. Amen? You like how that works, right? It doesn't get any better than that. 
And then this here is the client experience satis satisfaction survey. Friends, I wish I had time to just share all of the wonderful stories that we receive from our clients. But I will tell you this, our average satisfaction score at our Gospel Justice Center sites on a scale of 10 is 9.46, 9.46. I think we're doing something pretty cool for God uh, in the kingdom to have a score out of a 10. That's basically almost a 10 out of 10. That's, that's 9.5 when you round it out. It, it just doesn't get any smoother than that. And you see the questions here. We want honest feedback and constructive uh, insight along the way. And that's what we receive. And then this just kind of walks you through the virtual format again. So you kind of see all of the different systems, the various players, the handoffs, the time format, the attorneys, the Justice Center Online. Uh, we use Justice Center Online. And then we use GoToMeeting. And then Acuity is where they actually have the appointments set up online. So Acuity is for all of the administration. All right. Then you have the, 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 uh, the go-to meeting is where the actual consultation takes place, not Zoom or, or you know, any, you know, team support system there, but uh, go-to meeting. And then, of course, we have uh, the Justice Center online. And then also, we, we're in the midst of tax season. Uh, so we have uh, attorneys available. Uh, Angela's there to answer any particular tax issues at this time as well. So we don't want to make sure we leave those uh, items uh, uncovered. And then the dignity fee, I've kind of talked about that. One single payment, come back as many times as you want. It just doesn't get any, any sweeter than that. And then this is sort of a checklist of things for the community advocate to cover. Social media, newsletters, leadership support from up front behind the pulpit, our unique brochure. All of our gospel justice centers have this very polished, oh, that looks nice, doesn't it? A very polished, brochure that has personalized information, as you see over here to the left of the screen. And then at the bottom, you see that bit.ly link code. They go right there and click that, or just, just type it in on their computer or their smartphone device and go right in and set up their appointment. And again, friends, all of our volunteers go through training. No one serves at our Gospel Justice Center sites without going through a thorough training before they're out in the field. And the trainings can last anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes, depending on your role. All the volunteers have to do at their site is click this link right here. It will take them directly to their volunteer training opportunity to be served. And now they're, they're, they're uh, approved and ready to serve at our Gospel Justice Center sites. So friends, that's a quick overview of our ministry of our gospel justice centers here in Chicago. I would like to open it up the floor for a question or two. I think we have a couple of minutes left here before the hour. Um, any questions, anything you have there, Melissa, as well? I know my audio hasn't been very good. So I wanna make sure um, I give a chance for anybody who has uh, questions to to ask away. And if there's, if there's anyone here that is connected to a church, 
that will love to consider hosting, you know, as a, a gospel justice center. We definitely can make that uh, assessment available. I can have conversation with your senior pastor leadership team and talk about next steps in, in regards to what that can look like uh, for your ministry. Uh, the one thing we pay attention to is the demographics. We try to make sure that there's enough uh, spacing uh, between our centers so they're not bumping up against each other. The only, the only uh, franchise can get away with that is Starbucks. They're right next door to each other. You know, we're, we're not Starbucks. And uh, so we have to provide a little bit better spacing uh, than Starbucks. I think Clifton uh, Felton has a question. <laughs> well, uh, number one, very impressive. Um, you've really thought this through. I've just seen too many well-intentioned people. But um, so congratulations. And uh, Thank you. Uh, I, I, my admiration to you personally for just running something this complex. Um, uh, is uh, one thing that occurred to us as we're just listening uh, to the use of technology. Uh, how do you deal with the issue, or maybe it isn't an issue, of people who maybe don't have access to the internet or don't have a computer? Um, yeah, that's, that's a great question, Clifton. And that's why we have sort of the, the three models of serving. Um, you know, if it, if it wasn't for COVID, uh, you know, our primary base is in person. Okay, that's, that's our number one way that we want to serve the most vulnerable in our city is in person. Now, many of our locations right now, several of them have begun to open up their campuses, so we are able to have in-person consultations again. Uh, I will say right now, probably about half of our Gospel Justice Center sites are opening their, have opened their doors again to serve clients. Now, if someone lives in a different demographic, et cetera, uh, we would just ask them if there's a way for them to, to leverage uh, some form of transportation to get to that location so that they can be served uh, at one of our locations. Because you're right, everyone doesn't have, uh, you know, the skill set, the bandwidth or experience uh, with technology and so forth. We never want that to be a hindrance. Uh, from any client being served. And the other thing I want to make uh, sure that you understand here as well, we never turn down a client because of finances either. And so all of our Gospel Justice Center sites have a benevolent account, uh, which is like a compassion fund. So say that Clifton, if you can't uh, afford the $30, uh, we always ask this question. And I like to have some fun with this. You know, on the street, we always say, well, can you put a little something on it? And uh, from a dignity standpoint, and Clifton may come back and say, well, I can put 15 on it. I got 15 today. Then uh, Clifton, that is fantastic. You know, because again, that's part of your dignity not being robbed from you. And so we tap into that compassion fund at that site and balance that out to $30 so that you can have your consultation. And again, if someone walks through the doors and they don't have $15 and they have a serious legal matter, we will bless them through that fund as well. We never turn anyone away because of finances. And we wanna make sure that anyone that doesn't have the technical bandwidth that they're being served at the same time. Thanks. Sure, thank you. Um, Margaret. Quick follow-up question about that. Um, the example in the video when she needed additional support, how do you 
help finance that? Do you have a, a bank of donors that you're able to reach out to to gather that support? Yes, yeah, a great question, Margaret. And, and it comes down to um, relational circles of influence that care very passionately about the ministry. And so in that situation there, that story was shared uh, with one of the pastors uh, there at the church. And then that was relayed uh, to me and others. And we began to tap into our circles of influence to share this need that was you know, presented to us. And so at that point, it was literally like, you know, a no brainer uh, surface there. The donor got excited about it. We didn't know if they were going to, you know, take it or not. Uh, and they just blessed the socks off of her. It was just a beautiful situation. And the interesting thing about this story is that, you know, we were literally sitting there, you know, in the office and, um, and the young lady was outdoors, literally, you know, just in tears. Uh, you know, what was going on there as well. And so it was a very powerful example of the body of Christ at work, but we do have very caring uh, donors that love this ministry and always tapping us on the show to say, if there's any unique cases that surface, uh, please don't be silent, let us know, and we're here to support you. Fantastic. And uh, I think we could probably listen for another hour. Um, Reverend sure. Benz, this has been so encouraging. And I Thank think you. one of the things that keeps standing out to me is just how God uses the, the fullness of his body and the gifts and the, you know, strengths and the skills and the, the platforms that we all have um, to, yeah, to, to work in his world. So I love all the different volunteer categories, and uh, I know that um, whatever whatever you might have, um, you know, to to offer if if you're interested in serving with the Gospel Justice Centers, for those who are here and those who are listening that are connected with Holy Trinity Church, our Northside congregation has hosted a Gospel Justice Center now uh, for the past few months, and I see Josh um, is on the call right now. I know he'd love to probably talk to you if you were interested in, in helping serve with that. Um, it's more information that we can get out to you as well. Um, if that's uh, something you could do on the what, third Saturdays of the month, um, that would be that'd be wonderful. So thank you so much for being here this afternoon. Thanks for those of you who are able to be live and to those who are going to watch online later. Um, yeah, Reverend Bibbs, it's been a, a tremendous blessing just to learn from your wisdom, what the Lord's doing through you, given us a lot to think about here. And we invite all of you to join us next week. Our final session in the series is gonna be with Damian Howard. He's gonna talk about transforming education, what that's looked like through Together Chicago. So thank you again so much, everyone for tuning in. Have a wonderful day, stay dry. Thank you. And uh, Take stay care, safe. everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks God so bless. much. Bye-bye.